You are listening to The Catherine Dunn Show or Dunn Son on Radio Free Brooklyn. The thoughts and opinions expressed may not be those of Radio Free Brooklyn. They may not even be our own. We just say shit. And if you'd like to say shit too, reach out and get in here. More on how later. In the meantime, sit back and learn some shit. I'm just kidding. We did not fact check, but it's all true. Anyway, today is Saturday, January 9th, 2021. This is episode 165, and the word of the day is... Harmony. Who are we? Lazy. Anxious. Wood carving. Uh, Aloysius. Ludicrous. We are uh, Aloysius. <clears throat> Aloysius. Ludicrous. I'm um, anxious and incredibly lazy. I have a lot of hobbies and a lot of jobs, but I'm still very lazy. Maybe I'm not as lazy as I tell myself I am. It could be an overwhelming anxiety thing. I don't know. But anyway, I'm also a, uh, a woodworker and a dentist. And um, I, I don't mean to brag, but uh, I have George Washington's teeth. Christina. I am Aloysius Ludicrous. And I am anxious, so whenever I'm not dentisting, I'm carving wood, but also I don't do anything else, which means my house is a mess, which means I'm even more anxious because I'm surrounded by clutter. And also very numerous carvings of wooden ducks. I, I also like ducks. Ducks don't make me feel anxious. Me neither. Actually, I'm not being honest. They do. They're very rapey. They have those tiny teeth. Don't you know the expression, if it looks like a duck and it walks like a duck, it must be a rapist? They, they mate in large groups. They have a curled penis. Next. <laughs> oh, I, I am Aloysius and I like wood carving. Um, I'm incredibly anxious. Some people perceive that as, as me being lazy, but I'm just too anxious to do anything sometimes. I just... I, I end up sitting around just being anxious, not doing anything. I should be working with my hands, wood carving and the like, doing dentistry and such, but I am just far too anxious to even pursue anything. It seems kind of lazy when you look at it that way. I, I relate to you 100%. Um, you know, it, it, it's anxiety-provoking knowing that they hate us as well. Uh, Elaine? Um, I'm also A.L., I'm anxious and not lazy. I like to, well, I'm lazy by some people's standards, but I'm busy. I'm carving teeth out of wood because I'm cheap. That's why I'm anxious because I'm a dentist and all dentists are anxious. Don't let them fool you. Nobody wants to put anybody's hands in anybody's mouth. And I'm not even going to get into the ducks and those corkscrew penises again. Okay, so that's it. Come to my dental office. I'll make you some wood teeth. I'm I'm frightened. Maybe 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 I'll make an appointment though. I probably won't come through. I I, I tend to make appointments and then at the last minute I just I just cancel. Uh, Tom Blumenfeld. Not sure I should tell you this. I, I I I'm not sure what you'll do with this information or what other people who hear it will do with it. I'm Aloysius Ludicrous, and I um I went into a dental practice with Doc Holiday because having from my Hobby of knife carving. I'm as quick with a knife as he was with a gun. Uh, but I didn't keep in practice. I was that quick, but I, I hate practicing. It's so I got too slow, and uh, they that's why they didn't want me at the OK Corral. But 
I was working on people's teeth that all the doc was ignoring. So there you have it. I'm breathing into a bag. That story gave me a hyperventilation problem. Whew, I don't even know half of what you said. I'm glossed over and freaking out. Okay, I know who can calm me down. Roberto de Jesus, welcome. I am hardly anxious because I'm mostly on some sort of uh, alcohol, methanol, something all. Not exactly anxious with my job because I'm not working right now, but that's okay since I stopped bartending for the last few months after 12 years of bartending and now coding. But coding makes me super effing anxious. Math and logic are not my friends. Oh, wow. Also, if I don't finish this coding situation within the next few months, I might go back to bartending which would definitely make me a little bit more anxious than normal. You know, you can rub a little whiskey on the gums of a baby, but I'm terrified of going to a bar right now. Okay. I'm very excited that Nancy Watt, or Anna A, is here. Uh -huh. <gasps> hey, Aloysius Lodish is here. And let me tell you, there is a good reason why I'm anxious. I'm anxious all the time. I've always been anxious. I've always been anxious, but there's a very good reason why I'm anxious. When I grew up, I had two buck teeth. I do buck teeth and I have a list, but you know, things are better now, but I, 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 I grew up just so damn anxious and it's anxious and suspicious. I don't trust anything. The only thing that, caught, that, that would calm me down would be this wood carving and I would slowly glean over making these wooden ducks and I could see the curl of the wood come up until the day that I saw the real duck. And it made me all anxious again. You can't trust those things. You can't trust them. They're silent and still on top of the water and underneath. Oh, my God. They're, they're, uh, what do you call those things? With the feet. They're padded feet. The web feet <laughs> are going, are going like crazy. Cr crazy. Can't trust them. Don't trust them. Don't like them. It's an anxious world. Look out, everybody. There's something around the corner all the time. No help to you, Catherine. But let me tell you, there's good reason to be anxious. Oh, man, that just terrified me because I didn't even think of how calm they are up top and then all of the things that are going on under the water, sneaky little bastards. Oh, speaking of, how about my beloved bull? Oh, fuck. I'm Aloysius, and I'm too damn lazy to do this fucking bit. And that was Bull. And now I'm pleased to announce our musical guest, Matt Capese. Hey. Hi, my name is Matt Aloysius. I'm a dentist. Uh, my primary patients are ducks. And the problem that I keep having is that they won't pay their bill. <laughs> oh, gosh. I, I hate having to shake people down. All right, you guys want to do a wine and a whisper? I don't have any wine. We're just going to whine and whisper. You don't need no fucking wine. Okay, listen. I'm going to complain about this. I have champagne, but he won't let me drink it. And I'm like, but that'll sound so good. Why can't we do that? It's too expensive. That doesn't make sense. When are we going to drink it? Save that for a settle that shit. Oh, you want to drink it then? No. Uh-uh. I got other shit for settle that shit. Understand why Catherine can't have her spare plug wine. And uh, Christina gets the first meeting. You cannot, you. 
making me anxious. You're making me anxious. Stop yelling. Why? Why are you whispering? You're making me anxious. Shh. Whisper. Is there something around the corner? Why are we whispering? Because this is wine and a whisper. Except I don't have wine and it's not sparkling wine. It's champagne, Christina. It is actually champagne from the champagne region of France. Oh, God. I believe it is because that's what it says it is. That's awesome, and all the more reason why you should drink it and not let Paul be a sour, cheap old man. Oh, how dare you say all those words. And Christina gets a second mute of the night. I'm on his side this time, Christina. I'm sorry. You're just going to have to unmute yourself. You went too far. (laughs) I'll never go too far. And I can't believe you all did that. Did what? We should be... We should be able to drink anything we want, liquid. <laughs> Any liquid. See? Roberto gets it. <laughs> yeah. What is Roberto drinking? That looks really good. Exactly. Driver, Roberto, what are you drinking? Oh, God. It's oh, like a vodka oh, cider. Is that rum? Rum? Is that rum? Shit and cider. Oh, wow. Interesting. I'm a rum person. they call the siesta. I like tequila. Also, my birthday is National Tequila Day. Really? Yes. How cool is that? I have, I've always wanted to have a birthday on a, on a national holiday. I like to drink bourbon, and it makes me want a wine dance. The wild turkey, we used to call kicking chicken, and it was the best thing to do in a country bar. I can't not have bourbon and not, and not do some wine dancing. Hopefully, when it National Bourbon Day, the same day in the U.S. and in Canada. You are yelling. Yes. We have Canadian Club and we have rye in Canada. And we like to mix it with ginger ale called Canada Dry. And it's just, it's just Canada Club Day every day up here, right? Wait, Canada Dry is actually Canadian? Yes. Oh my God. And we like to mix it with maple syrup. Maple syrup goes well on everything. That is such a Canadian thing to say. I know. And bacon. <laughs> and bacon. Bacon. Previously on The Catherine Dunn Show. After the show, we measured our feet to test for Neanderthal DNA, and Christina is safe. She's a Neanderthal with extra wide, tiny feet. Wicked tacos. Wicked tacos. Who am I? I'm Hilaria. <laughs> Estación Mi Coche and El Patio de Harvard. Wouldn't it be wicked tapas? 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 Yeah. I can't do it. That is, I parked my car in the Harvard yard. Tacos aren't Spanish. They're Mexican, you're racist. Well, my bad. Tacos could be tapas, right? Tapas tacos? Yeah. Tacos could be any Tuesday anywhere on the planet. Tapas is just like small plates. That's like anything. That's right. 
Tiny plate. Spanish food. Tiny Spanish food, yeah. It's an acronym. Tiny ass plate. <laughs> That's what it translates to. When you kill somebody. I didn't say that. Speaking no, of killing somebody, we also talked about the Segway inventor dying last week. Guess what? Somebody did die in a Segway accident, but it was not the inventor because he knows better. It was the pompous rich guy who was like, I'm going to buy this thing. <laughs> so it was the owner of it. Sorry. I just wanted to know what he crashed into, but it's okay. Off a cliff. Oh. Yeah, Yola said it so quickly <laughs> that it made me laugh a lot as I was editing, and then I had to look it up. Wow, great Segway. Yeah, she's like, didn't he roll off a hill? And then nothing. That was it. Nobody said anything. So I'm like, what? That's hilarious. I love Yola. And uh, January 6, 2021 will live on in infamy because I was blocked from using Facebook. Did anything happen? Here's the news. And by that, I mean Roberto's <laughs> weekly wrap-up. I literally just wrote it. Amazing. Down the beginning of 2021 because a part of me feels like 2020 already won. Son, seriously, do you think the world was brighter after an all-nighter of all length signer and raising your lighter? Our minutes just rolled over like a horrible phone plan. I'll start the news by speaking of a horrible old man. Trump bumbles worse than an abominable snowman and knows how to screw this country up like slow jams. Oh man, where to begin? They impeached his hoe. When they breached the Capitol, so you reap what you sow. And now Twitter and Facebook gave him the oh no. After four years of playing the role of an a-hole, Quebec is on lockdown. Portugal too, Japan in a state of emergency, the UK and new strain and now it's in LA New York State but Florida somehow debates with no no we're okay Dr. Dre's in the hospital weak and ill I'm hoping he beats the pill and keeping still melancholic aneurysms are never chronic but he's solid as a rock a rock Iraq they never caught Soleimani's killer but now they seek the arrest of Donald T probably better off going to war like 03 the weekend took his bandages off and holy moly I can hear RuPaul scream yes he go queen almost gave me a stimulus 600 inches and apparently many Americans never had a chance to witness did you get yours you you i never got mine but if i'm relying on six bones to feed me i'm not doing fine kanye and kim divorce not probable but who cares stacy abrams had georgia go out and vote can someone please give her a nobel and pulitzer since warnock and osoff became the new senators schumer takes mcconnell pelosi is renewed now the dems have the executive and legislative too but we keep forgetting about the supreme court blues when amy coney barrett stepped in with conservative views that's america for you see the shining sea but let's see what this next season brings i'm kind of pleased because it's never a dull moment never a tiny thing but i'm out of here like corona babies conceived in the spring yeah it was cool loved it yep. thank good you job. so really good great. thank god for secure <laughs> <laughs> and that was the weekly wrap-up roberto's weekly wrap-up hopefully that'll be a weekly thing here because I love it. Do you want me to do my rap for Roberto and then he won't worry about what he sounds like? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> do your animal rap. Okay, guys. There were four animal stories and they're all on the page. But the one that really bothered me the most is in December, they ran 455 horses down again. Okay. So it was done by the Bureau of Land Management. 
they bring them to pens, they hold them like they do humans, and it's not great. So all I wrote was four lines. <laughs> okay, ready? I can't do it. <laughs> all right. Black Lives Matter is important to know and address, but pure land management, learn about that mess. 455 horses in December were chosen down and out. They were chased by helicopters. Oil, gas, mining, and cattle industry should all be called out, out, out. That's it. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yes. I got a notice about a gun brandished at a party, and I couldn't tell which was worse, the gun or the party. True. In a pandemic, the party. Right? It's How like, what are you lunatics doing going to a party? How many bullets did he have? I don't know. It wasn't in the report. At least the gun can't uh, give you germs. I mean, I guess unless one person spits on it and the other person licks it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a Russian roulette party, I think. Yeah. So. See? Well, that's even worse. How could you put yeah. those two words together? Russian roulette and party. Maybe they were watching the deer hunter. Speaking of putting words together, Bush called mm-hmm. us a banana republic. That's a great scene in that film who called us who was that did you say bush yeah called this a banana republic crazy town i'm beginning to think that the law of attraction is taking people's bits too seriously i think all of what we're seeing is just bits becoming real if we're back to trial by combat then we should be back to the public hangings and selling the pies (laughs) i can't wait to try your pie moon pies they're small pies. Yeah, they're very small. They're on it in your picnic basket, and you go and set a blanket on the lawn because there's going to be a hanging today. We're going to see justice and see a criminal kick his last kicks. Oh, boy. We don't have television, so, but we do. Yeah. yeah, we have public shaming just as reality TV. The world has become one big voyeur social experiment. It's bizarre. I kind of like the idea of public shaming for, you know, low-level crimes like that tourist in, I think it was Malaysia or somewhere in Indonesia who, I forget what they did, but they had to wear a sign that told everybody that they did it and they had to walk through the streets. I think we should do that. Bring bring back the stocks. (laughs) Stop. And then we'll give everybody tomatoes and they'll be rotten. And then they can throw them. Tomatoes and stuff, yeah. Get to rotten tomatoes and throw them. This great cabbage produce from the gardens that we grow that we, we can't trade or eat or export. So we can use it to throw at people. So, Christina, what kind of misdemeanors, what kind of crimes would be acceptable for the placard wearing, shaming in public verdict for that? Crime? How about what, the what guy you... on the Morgan L who keeps punching women? Yeah, that's yeah, for sure. Get him. Also, I think maybe like shoplifting, public intoxication. You should have to wear a sign that says, I'm a big, rude drunk. Jerking off in public. I would be into that. I'm a big, rude drunk. What? You're going to do the opposite thing, right? So if you're you're not ever going to stop doing that, then what's the point of even shaming them? There's no shame. All right. Speaking of shaming, let's talk about our animals. What did they do? Oh, Mr. Cute made sure he was the only dog because we went to look at another dog this week and his name was Otto. I was going to change his name to Blotto. I was all excited and we got there and Otto, never named Blotto, 
was scared of him, and he was bigger. He was a cockapoo. He was bigger, and Mr. Cute barked and growled at him the whole time. So we walked up the street, barking and growling, walked up back the street, went, brought Bado into the house, and he went, ran up to the glass door and went, rah, 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 like he was going to get Prince now that he was behind glass. So it just goes to show that he was a big baby, too. But there was no second dog to be had. He's found Aww. a new home. He's found a new home somewhere else. Prince is such a fluffy cutie, and last week there was absolute mayhem in the background of your house. There was just noise, and it was Mr. Cute growling at you and then just screaming. And I'm like, what the fuck? It made me laugh because I couldn't see what was going on, and it just sounded like absolute chaos. Uh, That's Mr. Cute. Yep. I love him. I have to address him formally from now on. Would you like to hear his full title? Yes. Yes. Lord Willington of Willingsley, Count of the 18 Tobians. Oh, novel his pen name is J.R.R. Tobins oh and it's basically Lord of the Rings but about cats oh like, did they knock the ring off stuff yeah I mean play with yeah. it oh mm-hmm. so cute. Uh, talk to him he hears you basically Tom Bombadil I have a 14 year old dog who uh, lives by my feet he's around here he's asleep oh, oh, here there he is and uh <laughs> Tuck is very, uh, he's quite spoiled, and um, I really needed a walk in the trails today, but... Can we see uh, him again? I'm sorry. We want to see his face. Let's see his face. Let's see his face. Come here, Tucky. There he is. Oh, oh, look, Mr. Cute, your new pal. But this guy is stubborn. Oh, my God, this boy is stubborn. We got about a kilometer into the trails, and we had about four and a half to go, and he just stopped. He stopped, he sat down, he sat his ass down and said, we will not be going any further. And he just turned around and started to walk the other way. And we had this standoff. We were about, I don't know, 50 (laughs) meters apart from each other, and we had this standoff. And he would not, he would not move, he would not budge. He was like a toddler. He was just, he had this little... Stubborn, silent temper tantrum, and and he won, and I turned around and we came home. When you're 14 years old and you are old and grumpy, you just become very obstinate and set in your ways, and he won. He always wins. Roberto, bring that dog back. Aww. Bring that dog back. Did you see Roberto's dog? Yeah, let's see your dog, Roberto. His name's Wally, and that's Jamie holding him. <laughs> Wally. 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 Oh my gosh. <laughs> Take a bigger than me. Yeah. Oh Look at his eyes. Oh my goodness. That was beautiful. Place. He looked at us. <laughs> uh, very cute. Everybody else got cats, right? Matt's got a cat. Christina, how's the fish? <laughs> fish is good. You know, just kind of chilling. And May has turned my dad, who used to get up at the crack of dawn, into, like, a big layabout. I called him today at, like, 11 o'clock, and he sounded like he was tired or sick or something. And I was like, are you okay? And he's like, oh, I'm just still in bed because, you know, your dog is here. (laughs) (laughs) Subtle. Nice. (laughs) Usually your dog wakes you up early. Oh, not her. She is a lazy bones who wants to just stay in the bed as long as possible. Oh. Then she wants to run like a psycho, but not until she's ready. 
Really? Oh my goodness. Oh, she's sweet, but she's psycho. She's like an aggressive snuggler. She comes up to you and turns herself like a corkscrew really tight against your body so you can't move. Oh my goodness. I love aggressive cuddlers. Oxymoron. Aggressive (laughs) aggressive cuddler. No, it's real. (laughs) My cat's an aggressive cuddler. That's how I know. She's a very aggressive. It's violent cuddling. And I've been recording her. It's every single time I get out of the shower, I've started recording. And one day I was like, wait a minute. It's been literally 10 seconds. Where is she? She wasn't even in the apartment. That's how I know. Because she likes to, when I have a clean smell, she's like, that's disgusting. I need to drool on you so you can smell like cat litter, (laughs) poop, and saliva. What's wrong with you? So I have a gross towel that I put over myself for her to just be disgusting on. Because I love her. Violent cuddling. I love that. That sounds like a scene. Violent cuddling. (laughs) Yeah. It's like Klingon love. Tom, what about Cooper? How's his poopers? Well, he's okay, but the thing is, Karen is as lazy as a wood-cutting dentist. (laughs) And uh, since I came here, just like a few months ago, I'm spoiling Cooper. I get up at like dawn or sunup or something and take him out for a walk, which he never happened before. And now he's starting to demand it. So things change. You just created a new catchphrase, lazy as a woodcutting dentist. (laughs) (laughs) That's really good. Yeah, that's 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 like Faulknerian. Say Parker. Greenville, is that where, was there a band called the Gants there in the 60s? So that's where the Gants are from. Yeah. Yep. Speaking of music, Macapazy, tell us about your animal, Mitzi. Does your cat like you? Uh, Yeah, yeah. She's a big fan of napping. She likes to do that. She, She likes to survey the land, you know, take a good long look and say, yes, I will nap there. And then she'll walk over and then she'll nap. And then, uh, you know, a couple hours later, she'll uh, she'll find a new place. So it's, it's a nice life. You know, she enjoys it. She's uh, she's not anxious. I love her. And what else do I love? The music of Matt Capese.
That was Matt Capese, everybody. Let's play a quick round of, ooh, that reminds me. And the word to get started is harmony. I played in a duo uh, with someone that I met at an open mic. And uh, we played a bunch of shows at a sports bar named Winners. That was fun. Uh, we ended up recording a CD. It was a fun time. That reminds me of a sports bar I used to go to called Champions. So I guess nobody has a sports bar that's named Losers, but we used to go there to watch all the hockey games when the Islanders were playing back in the day and winning the Cups. That reminds me of a rehearsal space called Champions where they had a creepy chair. Reminds me of the campus bar that I worked at at university. It was called the Downstairs John. I remember a big pint of uh, beer was just a couple bucks and uh, I worked so hard and it was so much fun and we would stay late and continue to drink and it was just just the best time ever and there was something uh, to this day about coming into the bar the morning after and having that stench of dry beer and smokes and sticky floors, man. That reminds me of the bar where we used to get 50 cent Heinekens. 50 cent Heinekens. All right. And we would raise, we would get plastic cups and we would have the, t the cups climb all the way to the top to the ceiling and to see how many, like everybody at the table filling their cups and nobody got in trouble because we all walked home. That reminds me of the rat, which was a club in Boston. It might still be there in Kenmore Square. It was short for the Rathskeller, which of course is a, like a beer joint, a beer cellar. And it was down below and they had these ties. They looked they were dressed like someone from the 60s, like the Beatles, and they did a version of Slow Down, which the Beatles also did. I just saw their album, and that's why. So I went there, but I was really scared. I was 18, and this is like 1977, so the whole punk rock image of violence I was really scared of, but it turns out it was just a shtick, really. Um, okay. The one person I actually got scared of was a guy who was a little shorter than me, because I'm like the limit for not having a Napoleonic complex. <laughs> Ooh, that reminds me. The Rathskeller was the name of the bar in Greenville that started the Boogie, which is a 46-year annual music festival that a bunch of heads go to. And I've been the last three. It's been a lot of fun. That reminds me there's a Rathskeller in Nassau, and yeah. I can't believe that every college has a bar that's called the Rathskeller. Oh, my God. That reminds me of our... The, it, it was the downstairs John and the Rathskeller pub. We just called it the Rat. But the rat had the better vibe. It had the singing piano man and Neil Young and Harvest Moon and all of that. That was it was just the best screaming at the top of your lungs. Yeah, they build a replica of it every twenty years at the festival, like in the woods. Hey, hey. Sorry. Bad dog. I've never had a rat whatever seller. I went to Nassau. What timeline are you guys on? How is this common? This isn't real. <laughs> In New Jersey, we have a whole radio station called The Rat. Yeah. These are lies. Speaking of radio stations, the one you're listening to right now, Radio Free Brooklyn. Radio Free Brooklyn's mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, free expression, and public art. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. As it has been for so many, 2020 was a difficult year for us financially, and every dollar helps us stay on the air and allows us to continue our work in the community. Please help by pledging whatever you can. RFB is a 501c3 nonprofit organization, so all contributions are tax deductible. Please support with a monthly pledge or one-time donation at radiofreebrooklyn.org/donate. 
We have apps. Check them out. We also have a newsletter. So RadioFreeBrooklyn.org forward slash newsletter if you want to be in the know about the goings on. What else is going on? If you live in New York City and run either for fun or for exercise, there's a way to learn something about the city. City Running Tours is now offering neighborhood running tours designed with locals in mind. New York City takes pride in the diversity and character of its neighborhoods, and these unique running tours offer an opportunity to learn the history of a neighborhood and get personal recommendations from your guide. Choose from tours of 23 neighborhoods, including the East Village, the Upper West Side, Bushwick, Long Island City, and Roosevelt Island. For more information about city running tours and to see the list of neighborhoods and full tour schedule, check out their website at www.cityrunningtours.com forward slash New York City and check out a live tour every Saturday at 10 a.m. on Instagram. This show has a website. It is thecatherinedunshow.com. You can also add us on all of the social medias because we've made all of the things that sound even slightly like this. TKDS, Dunson, all of that. We also have a P.O. Box. It is 1369 Broadway, P.O. Box 210363, Brooklyn, New York, 11221. Please send us whatever or we'll never renew it. And now it's time for Settle This Petty Bullshit for Us. That's where we bring to you a completely anonymous couple's complaints or grievances, and we have you settle them. Again, there's no right or wrong, and the couple is completely anonymous. Hypothetically speaking, your vegetarian significant other wants you to change the channel because animals are being murdered. Do you get an opinion? Are the they watching a hunting show? Wait, or, wait. Are they hunting? Is that what they're doing? Or, who's change being murdered? Change the channel or change the flannel? What did you say? Channel. <laughs> the channel. Are, are the animals being shot? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, animals getting hurt or cooked. Oh, good. cooked. That's different. Okay, well, wait. I was watching that squid that squid show today, you know, everybody's talking about on Netflix. The... No. Are you talking about the octopus one? Yeah, that's what I meant. Listen yeah, to I last week's episode punch. where we debate whether an octopus can punch or is it more of a whip. Also, Tom, are you in Mensa? No, but I passed their test once. Reader's Digest had the men's test and I passed it. I knew it. Anyway, Elaine, what were you saying? Anyway, when he was chasing down crabs or killing a mollusk to give to him, I thought, well, you're just picking one animal out of another. So what if he had followed a crab around for a year or two? Just what I was going to say. So in the wild, animals kill animals all the time. It's we. It's just the factory farmings, which I can understand being evil and whatnot. If he's not making you watch a movie about factory farming and it's a hunting film or something where cowboys are killing, you know, something yeah, to I go w- with their beans, <laughs> it's different. Yeah, I want to know who was doing the murdering. Like, is this a is this a cheetah murdering a gazelle? Because I feel like that's more just survival and like how nature works. No, I I think it was um, a person cutting a steak, actually. Oh, so that would be like abuse of a corpse to a vegetarian. Uh, Can't watch Gordon sounds Ramsay. Sounds controlling. Wait a second, I was watching Gordon Ramsay the other day, and he was cutting a steak, and they were arguing about the best things of meat, and I thought. Uh, have to wear blind. I thought Catherine would have to wear a blindfold for this, <laughs> but it was part of the show. Yeah, I would not watch him abuse corpses. I'm not into cooking shows where they're abusing corpses, but that's not even the issue. The issue was there was an animal about to be stabbed in the neck, 
It was a cow, mm-hmm. and it was a ritual, and it was religious, and I'm like, turn the fucking television off! You were? Yeah. I feel like oh. that's yes. very... My neighbor did that to me when I was a little kid. They killed a lamb across the street from us and hung it in the garage. Oh. Actually, at the time, I think that person wasn't even watching it. You, I think that other person was just watching. Well, maybe the TV shouldn't be on all day, but that's another set of this bullshit. I have a lamb story, and I think I've told this before. There was a baby lamb that I was playing with, dancing with, loving, and just, it was the cutest little baby lamb. And then the next day or so, these kids are in the backyard, and they're saying, Ella, nakano man, like, whatever, which is like, come, let's play with something. And I didn't know what that word was. And I asked my mother, what is this word? And she's like, I don't, I don't know that word, but they seem to be having fun. Go see what it is. It was Greek for fucking lambskin. They were just playing with the skin of this beautiful lamb. And that is on the list of reasons I don't eat animals. Okay. Did they make a diploma out of it? We we know your issues. It's not an issue. Yeah. It's not an issue. You're, we all know your issues. I don't have issues. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not an issue. episode now with Lisa and the lamb. Simpsons episode. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> This is lamb. This is not a lamb. Yes, I remember that one. Yeah. So oh, great. The show where it's going to be a ritual where they kill the cow? Was that a fiction? Was it Rome where Julius Caesar is the high priest or was it an actual document? That was on HBO. No, it was a it was a doc and it was I I don't I wasn't even watching it at this that time. This redheaded guy goes around exploring shit and finds nothing and then oh, one time expedition unknown. Yeah. yeah. Unknown cuz they find nothing. And um so, it was a Hindu. Uh, um, Not Hindu. I doubt that. Was it? Was Wait, it if it was it Hindu, was... they wouldn't have killed it at no, all. I shouldn't have turned yeah. off the TV. It would have been a <laughs> yes, what if they were just going to put flower crowns on it? And I'm like, turn this off. No, it was some <laughs> kind of. It was, was some kind of ritual. And, uh, spent his early childhood in Pakistan, and he told me a wonderful story of I think it was his fifth birthday when they gave him a goat, and then they slaughtered it in front of him, and they all ate it. He and ate I it too? Another, yeah. He was Tells like me everything I need to know about him. I had another friend who was um, born in Jamaica and she uh, actually, she might, maybe just her parents were born in Jamaica. But anyway, she was in Jamaica. She was about seven and they had some kind of a ceremony where they again slaughtered a goat like in front of all the children. I grew up on a farm. We didn't really farm the land, but my father had this business in early in vitro fertilization in the 70s before this was sort of a real thing, let alone in humans. They, we, they, it was started in livestock and there were genetic mistakes and, you know, sacrifices made on the farm. It's a different life, maybe harder life, but a life that's, you know, steeped in some sort of Darwinian mindset. I get it when Christina talks about, okay, well, was it a gazelle? Is it a survival issue? Or is it something where this individual finds it a moral outrage to watch an animal be killed? I think it was a ritual. Not a good reason for anything. No, exactly. Well, then let's segue over to the bris, shall we? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't think those are cool. Genital mutilation is probably wrong, I think, but it's very important to a lot of people. So Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Thank God Dr. Kellogg never got the females to uh, put acid on their... uh... Oh, Dr. (laughs) Kellogg. That's how it all started anyway. Dr. Kellogg told everyone to, uh, you know cut their child's, uh, you know, yang. They also wanted women to, like, put, like, what is it, acid into themselves in order to stop themselves from being 
you know, aroused. This no one's ever heard of that story? Dr. Kellogg, he's the one that started all this. I know that Dr. Kellogg and his brother invented Kellogg's cereal, and he, what the he then fuck? took it. it. It's cereal designed to make you so, like, bored with life that you won't masturbate. <laughs> Duh. Uh, Cornflakes? Cornflakes was originally an anti-masturbation food. Yeah, because your hand's too busy holding the spoon. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. What is anything? All right, listeners out there, we have a challenge for you. We ask you to please eat cornflakes with one hand and masturbate with the other and send us your reports. Why? Because fuck Dr. Kellogg. We must <laughs> masturbate while eating cornflakes and an act of defiance. Now, right-handed all the way. What about post-cereal? Masturbate and post-cereal. Yeah. Masturbate pre-cereal. Pre-cereal. Lucky charms. All right. Speaking of masturbation, <laughs> now it's time for Conspiracy Corner C4. So again, due to recent events, instead of having a structured conspiracy, we are just going to kind of wildly speculate about the fact that Donald Trump, you know, was saying back on December 18th that January 6th was going to be wild. I don't know when you're hearing this listener, but it happened yesterday here in our world. January 6th, there was insurrection. People were in the Capitol fucking around with papers and stealing podiums. And there was a man who looked like a weird Braveheart wolf. Trump made an accurate prediction after the presidency. There's been a March for Trump bus tour going around the country. And it, it was scheduled that they were going to have this rally on January 6th. So people kind of thought like, oh, well, that was just going to, you know, he's just talking about his stupid rally. But then at the rally, he was like, oh, we're going to walk to the Capitol. Except he didn't walk to the Capitol. He went and hid in the White House bunker like a little bitch. You're going to walk to the Capitol. That's what you're going to do. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. somebody said this on the news but it's such a perfect metaphor that people walking were like he's there and it's like do you see him no but he said he's there so i know he's there it's like he's not there he's the chosen one it felt his presence like jesus yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. and much Blind like jesus faith. there was just one set of footprints except he wasn't walking with you right. <laughs> yeah he was not carrying anybody it was just individual rednecks carrying themselves also we'll talk about this more next week but we realized that god is the original narcissist and gaslighter that's a yeah. tease for next week but now that i think about it it's like oh jesus is like that's when i carried you maybe it was just when i walked maybe you're just taking credit for my walking jesus now i know you don't like star wars but the reason that there is only one set of footprints parker tell me who are these guys the little guys have to hide Ewoks? their numbers sand people the sand people have the to hide their numbers. People. Exactly. That's why there's only one set of footprints, just so you know. Yeah, nobody ever said I don't like footprints. Star Wars. I want to yeah, look at those works. footprints and measure them, because if they are size six extra wide, then those are my own damn footprints. Yeah. And those are some specific feet. Do you walk? He has the same shoes you do. He walks a mile in your shoes like Charlie Chaplin. He's stealing my shoes? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. God likes his feet. So things that need to be said, there were cops taking selfies, there were cops letting people in, there were cops letting people open doors. If this was a BLM rally, protest or upright. There were anything but white. Yeah. Like, that's what yeah. you saw. 
breaking windows and then talking to the police who were, you know, right on the other side of the window. And you couldn't hear what they were saying, but I'm sure they were talking shit. And the the cops got. I'll see you tomorrow in the break room. Right, probably. (laughs) Tell your wife. What about the Secretary of Homeland Security? I mean, just letting people walk into the Capitol building. Well, that's why he resigned. Yeah. Well, I mean, they did smash some windows, so. How come they didn't start shooting when they started looting? Yeah, that's what they. That's what I was told. What'd they loot? The podium, Nancy's mail. Bunch of flags flags that looked like. They stole flags. And the things that they used as ladders were not theirs. And I saw them using those riot shields to break into the Capitol building. I mean, think about it this way: they spent a lot of money on those flags and costumes and shit. Like this is the last hurrah. It's like the last two weeks for you to bust out that Trump 2020 flag. Otherwise, no. I saw a woman wearing a pair of MAGA leggings, and I just was shocked that MAGA leggings exist. But then I was like, of course they would. The MAGA sins. MAGA sins? MAGA sins. I like it because it's sins also. They are MAGA sins. Well, I had people who are Trump heads tell me that they were just people in MAGA costumes that incited the whole thing. It wasn't the real... Trump followers. Whatever, they're lazier than a woodworking dentist. They're also so stupid because, you know, leftist people know that you don't buy official merch only to burn it or pretend to use it because then you're still rewarding the original maker of the merch with your with your money. You know, they're the only idiots who do things like buy copies of Harry Potter to burn them. I do know one guy who goes to these things and he interviews these people. I don't know how I feel about this. Like, I hope you stole it from a MAGA person. Yeah. yeah, that's the only acceptable way for one to acquire to it. Have that stuff. Yeah, as if you. Um... I think the fact that it's manufactured in Beijing is also lost on them as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? All of the red hats are made in China. A picture of the guy waving the Chinese for Trump flag. I was like, "What the hell is this?" And it was like. Two black people who were just like, black for Trump. Like, are you fucking Sometimes I wonder if those people are like paid actors. They always like to say that we have paid crisis actors and protesters. Like Wolf Boy? That are not real. And they're such projectionists. They, everything that they say the left does is what they're doing. So if, if they say the left is paying people, then I think that they're paying, you know, Chinese people and black people to be Chinese for Trump and black for Trump and, you know, whatever else for Trump. Same thing happened last summer. There were people who actually incited a lot of riots all over America in different cities. Everyone else was peaceful. They were the ones, like, smashing police cars, like, throwing but things. But those, they proved that some of them were police officers dressed down in black and they got caught on camera. Yeah. So there's a difference between an inciting to riot, like, through the ages of people from the other side. The other side wasn't breaking into the Capitol. I don't mm-hmm. I don't think the other side was inciting this riot. I think they did it quite well on their own. I think it just needs that one spark to ignite the keg, really. And all of a sudden, it goes in. They want that boogaloo. You won't see, like, Dominican for Trump flag. That's what you want to see. (laughs) You won't see that. Mike Pence didn't have the courage to do what should have been done to protect our country and our Constitution, giving states a chance to certify a corrected set of facts, not the fraudulent or inaccurate ones, which they were asked to previously certify. USA demands the truth. This was right at the beginning of that. Uh, I guess he did it as he walked away. Then please support our Capitol Police and law enforcement. They are truly on the side of our country. Stay peaceful. That's such a coded fucking message. 
And I think this happened after he said, I love you, go home. You're special. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're special. Yeah. yeah. They're special. A little public service if any of you have children that, that are asking about the Capitol and what happened. So it's on our website. It's from the Peace Box. It's how to tell your kids about the domestic terrorism that happened. All right. So I don't know if any of you have kids or friends who have kids, but it basically is on our website and it's from the Peace Box. So please read it or pass it on. Thanks. Thank you. I am asking for everyone at the U.S. Capitol to remain peaceful, no violence. Remember, we are the party of law and order. Respect the law and our great men and women in blue. Thank you. This is sick. This is like, if this isn't the Joker telling the goons what to do, I don't fucking know what it is. And then I believe this is the last thing he was allowed to tweet before Twitter was like, now we're shutting you the fuck down. Everything you say is a lie. I don't care who you are and you're not going to be that person for very long. And you're not my fucking president. These are the things and events that happen when a sacred landslide election victory is so unceremoniously and viciously stripped away from great patriots who have been badly and unfairly treated for so long. Go home with love and in peace. Remember this day forever. Now, you remember when you said that they project? Mm-hmm. This is clearly yeah. projection. Like, on an, a landslide victory, that happened. That happened. Not to you. Unceremoniously <laughs> and viciously stripped away from great patriots. That's actually what you're doing. That's what you're doing and then saying happened to you. And then for you to say who have been badly and unfairly treated for so long. I'm sorry. Are you talking about the history of systemic racism and projecting that? And uh, yeah, I guess everybody will remember this day forever. And everybody did go home. And most people were just arrested for a curfew violation, not for breaking into the Capitol, <laughs> destroying property, not sedition, none of that. We had to play the race card, but we all know why that, that's all that happened to them. Mm-hmm. It's not a race card. It's a fact. It's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Is it true I'm that not- QAnon is uh, accepted by like 35% of the GOP? Probably. And they're... Uh, <laughs> So the media has blood on its hands, right? I mean, and and uh, the chasm that exists between left and right has never been has never been wider. And you know, as I said at the top of the hour, we're like we're just scratching our head in Canada. Uh, I remember at the 2016 election, our immigration website crashed. We had so many inquiries, and you know, we continue to love America, and it feels like we're living in the apartment above a meth lab. <laughs> like, what? So what is it? Do you, what, I mean, people talk about the divide all the time. What do you think will be the bridge? What is the, what is the bomb that is necessary? B-A-L-M. There was a lot of damage done to the government in the 1980s by Ronald Reagan. Mm-hmm. One of the things that he did was repeal or eliminate an FCC policy called the Fairness Doctrine, which required the news to be impartial. And he did that in 87. That's why all of the cable news channels came up in the 90s. 
so that by the time of the 2000 election, you had these right-wingers saying, oh, Fox News is the only one that's being fair. The other ones are, are you know, just cra- crazy left-wing. And it's only gotten worse since then. They can broadcast and say whatever they want to do. That's mm-hmm. how they get away with it. I was bouncing between Fox and not Fox, uh, CNN, for that debacle. And it was crazy to me because one guy on Fox was saying, so uh, Biden is basically calling out Trump and asking. And the guy's like, oh, oh I, I hate to interrupt you right now. Um, I don't mean to interrupt you, but um, I'm getting word that we're going to hear from Trump soon. Um, and then he like vamped a little and he's like, OK, go on. What were you saying? He's like, yeah, it's kind of astonishing to me that Trump has nothing to. Oh, 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 oh. I don't I don't mean to interrupt you again. Uh, but uh, I hear that we have audio from Trump. Oh, well, yes, of course, the commander in chief is important. I'll stop what I'm saying. It was like, is this on purpose? I don't know. It was pretty, pretty obvious to me. But maybe I just caught them at the moment when they had better things to say than what the fuck. I don't know. It's definitely on purpose. But it's, it's such point. an interesting point. I mean, so uh, because I switch, you know, you read National Review and then Fox News and then CNN and then the Washington Post and the New York Times. And you get you get where the pillars are and you can see where they stand in the spectrum of, you know, uh, political ideology. I did not know about that uh, 1987 fairness doctrine. That is very interesting. So it becomes news is now opinion and isn't just out to state the facts, right? Everyone, everyone has a stake. Everyone has their agenda. Everyone has their piece in the spectrum along the line. The Overton effect is something that I think is happening on a sociological level you know that that effect whereby i hope i get this right that that what you would think impossible that you know the the uh, politics in america could go that far right that you could have a fascist as the leader of your country and then he does something so outrageous that behavior and ideas and ideology that are not that far right become more accepted it is this swing of the pendulum, you know, well, we'd never go that bad, but over here now is somewhat acceptable and now become the norm, the new norm. It's called the Overton effect. And it seems to be happening. It seems to be happening in North America, in the Western, in Western culture, not just, not just America. I, I agree. I would agree with that. And I would say that the Democrats, the mainstream Democrats, are not leftist at all. They're actually remarkably not centrist. Even close. And yeah, not even there's close. a few, yeah, there are a few outliers who are kind of getting to the left. But what, what are their insane leftist ideals? They want health care for all, which is something that most other developed countries gave <laughs> in like the 50s and 60s. Right. And um, it's not even just the Western nations. There's, you know, an, even in other parts like India. Um, yeah, he's very frighteningly like anti-Muslim, very like you know na- nationalistic in his policies and in his rhetoric. Mm-hmm. You got to understand about America is that everything is business, and mm-hmm. there are people that own these news conglomerates that put out a product that purports itself as news, but is really just meant to drive people to buy certain products. Mm-hmm. Well, so there's six media con- companies, maybe there's 10 now, and yeah. they just each take a side and each sell to each side, and they have no one to 
check them anymore, keep them in check. Yeah. Same with all the um, electronics companies or tech companies that are all like one big conglomerate that can do whatever they want to us. So there's nobody to check and balance anymore since Reagan, pretty much since Reagan. Mm-hmm. You know my favorite Ronald Reagan story? First day in the White House, goes up on the roof. What is this fucking hippie bullshit up here? Jimmy Carter had put like, solar panels. Solar panels, yeah. Like, tear that shit down. Get me some goddamn jelly beans. That's how he ends up in your sentence. Always, do this thing and then get me some goddamn jelly beans. And he says it like Ronald Reagan. So it's like, yeah, get me some goddamn jelly beans. Can't be and real. His dementia took a turn and on for that the work note, he did all the ruling. Everybody can get that ping. Betsy DeVos just resigned. Good for her. You know how they say if you don't have anything nice to say. <laughs> Don't say anything at all. What if monks are like the biggest shit talkers? <laughs> that was the Catherine Dunn Show. Thank you, Roberto. You can check out Weekly Wrapdown and also the Yearly Wrapdown. Lisa, as always, thank you. And Woodstock Farm Sanctuary, you have today. They're still triple matching, so please get in there and hook it up they're also doing a vegan four campaign take the survey and they'll send you free stickers everybody loves that fill it up thank you all thank you nancy watt thank you parker thank you roberta de jesus christina what a nice group thank you yola thank you shout outs to all of your animals we love them hope sophie is feeling better i hope that porcupine is safe and frank gappa i cannot wait to hear your covid funk band everybody please tell frank gappa's wife that he's funny Okay. And uh, I want to thank all of our listeners around the world. And now here's Matt Capese once again. Mm-hmm.